I don't want to take a lot of time. Um, Arlen will tell you about himself, but Arlen Rashid Culler was our speaker at our 74th uh, WHBC High School Football Awards Banquet. And he's a remarkable young man that I've had the pleasure of knowing for a long time. Uh, He spoke directly to the young men in the room, and it's a message that all of us should hear and wanted to play it for you again today. Hello, and Coach, I want to thank you and to all the young men, all the football players out here, right? And even if you don't play football, if you play any other sport, that's what coaches are about. Uh, when Coach Balmazano called me and he said, uh, hey, Arlen, uh, I need you to speak. I got something I need you to say. I got a group you need to talk to. I'm thinking one, two, three, four people, something like that. And he said, it's at the 1480 WHBC All-Star Banquet. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you're setting me up, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing is, is I had to tell Coach, uh, I already had a, had a commitment uh, with my job. Uh, I have to go to Supreme Court for these classes uh, twice a year. And I'm down there for three days out of the week. And so I told Coach, I said, well, unfortunately, you know, I'm down there on the 15th. And uh, by the sound of his voice, he was being a coach. And so I had to rise to that occasion. And I thank you, Coach, for being a coach and for looking at me and putting me in a position where you think I can be effective. Thank you. And, fellas, that's what our coaches do. You know, our coaches lead the way. Our coaches pave that path for us from boys all the way to grown men. When I say grown men, for those of you in the room uh, who may have made it past college football, those in the room who, you know, have yet to see that, you're going to see that every step along the way, you're going to have coaches that's planting seeds for you. Coaches plant seeds all the way from the peewee years. Coaches plant seeds. But the interesting part is, it's up to you to water. And you have to water them by what you do. And tonight, all you all-stars that sit here in these seats, you did that, whether you realize that or not, whether you entered the game for fun and just to have fun, and you said, oh, in uh, 2018, this is what I want to do, and I'm going to come out here in every game you went and have fun. Guess what? You performed above the average for all the other football players here in Stark County. You performed above the average and caught the attention of those individuals that nominated you and voted you in here to receive this award tonight. So I congratulate you for that, your parents and your coaches. And what you should do is look at that opportunity and capture it. Stand on that platform and capture it. You capture this moment, not capture it so you have pictures and you have moments to go back and reflect and say, oh, this is what I did and this is what it was. No, you capture that and you allow yourself to have a vision to be able to look forward and knowing that you captured this moment where you was on that platform of success and use that as your foundation that now with your vision, you can see where you need to go, and you can use that to measure your progress because this is your benchmark. Understand it. Gentlemen, there's a lot that you're going to encounter following tonight. Whether you're a senior, junior, sophomore, it's a lot that you're going to encounter in the game. A lot you're going to encounter outside of it. And I have a huge concern for our Stark County players, and I'm going to share a story here in a second. Because like Coach Palmazano said, I am the program director of the Stark County Adult Probation Department, the ISP Intensive Supervision Program, and we supervise the high-risk felons that are here in Stark County. I can count on both of my hands and probably borrow a few other hands the amount of football players, 
Stark County football players, individuals that sat in your same seats, sat in your same seats. Some of them, Mr. Ohio's and, and, and things of that nature, sat in these same seats, but come walking through our doors. Some of them who come walking through our doors and we get a judge who says, well, hey, I'm gonna give them this opportunity because of A, B, and C, these factors, and trying to let them keep a future alive. But for some reason inside, that same gut check that they had when they had to run those 110-yard one, one, sprints, the 40-yard dashes, the gassers, the dog days, they couldn't check themselves. And it sucks that when I'm walking in my office and have somebody, hey, Coach Color. Now I gotta correct him to say right now, I'm probation officer Color. That's a sad fact here for Stark County. And I'm speaking to you young men because yeah, we're all in here right now, we're celebrating football and I'm not there for the mood, but the reality is, is you have so much more ahead of you. And right now, your road is being paved by what you're doing and it says success. See, in 1999, I was at the University of Akron and I was sitting in a tent during our three-a-day camp. So as I'm sitting in the tent, I'm riding this Airdyne bike and I'm having a conversation with a older white gentleman from Niles, Warren, Ohio area. And so he's talking to me about a player that was a teammate of mine that just got released. And he's uh, commenting of how Stark County has uh, a lot of good athletes, a lot of people come out of here, and especially the football. It's just a football that I've never seen before, the way you guys play it, the way the guys, everybody, I mean, the way everybody celebrates it. But then he goes on to say, but it's sad that a lot of these players they cut themselves short. They find a way to not succeed. And so directly he was speaking to me about my teammate, but I will find out afterwards that indirectly he was speaking to me. See, I'm riding this bike and I got pins in my ankle. Stitches on the inside of my foot. It's August, three-day camps already started. Coach Paul Mazzano said, I was starting fullback in 98. Led 2,000-yard rushers. As a fullback, ended my season with 487 yards as a fullback. That's up, up the middle type play. 99 spring game, had some people interested in the conversations. You know, some people kind of setting some things up, saying if you do A, B, and C, this is what your future could look like. And so I found out from one of our trainers that the guy I was speaking with, he was a regional NFL scout who was there to scout players that were seniors, juniors, et cetera, people that caught the interest of the higher level. And I found out from a trainer, I was one of them. But I'm riding a bike injured. And I cut myself short because after that spring game, I got a big head, I got an ego. And I'm thinking, here we go. This is the moment I dreamed of. This is it talking to. Uh, you got agents breaking the rules and coach, I wouldn't have told y'all this then, but I'm telling you now, you got agents reaching out to you, sending you letters, offering you to take you places, things of that nature, because they want to get you before everybody else gets you. They're breaking the rules, but they're making you feel good. Hanging out with some of my buddies, joking around, playing around wrestling, snap my ankle. Snap my ankle. Everything down the drain. 
But see, the comment that the guy made for me, made to me, gentlemen, it touched me because when I realized that he was talking to me, I was hurt because see, I had invested too much, too much in this game. That's too much. My coach said in 1992, I was told I couldn't play football anymore. A surgery that took me probably seven, eight months to recover from. And then I had to wear a brace. When I returned and played my senior year of football under Coach Bob Cummings, Kent Gwinnell, I mean, not Cummings, it was Thomas, but 91 was Cummings over Fred Thomas and at Kent Gwinnell. Yeah, I got the defensive honors of the year, but however, I didn't make it to a moment like this. Cut myself short, fellas. Every game, I got myself a 15-yard penalty. Every game. I was undisciplined. Undisciplined. I said before, coaches plant those seeds. We got to water. I had a coach by the name of Coach Steve Milano, who, if I'm correct, is now the uh, administrator over for Canton Local Schools, Canton South District. And Coach Milano would tell me every game of my potential. And Coach Milano plant those seeds of attitude, character. You could be a whole lot better person if you do these things. You're a good person, but on the field, you're out of control. You play the game well, but as soon as adversity strikes, as soon as that stressful situation happens, you crumble. You just plant me seeds as lessons parallel to life. Things that I would have to understand. And so it's lessons like that that I was able to take that motivated me to say, I'm not going to stop here. Didn't have a lot of college offers coming out of high school. Yeah, Coach Palmazano said he'd come to look at me. But you're looking, you want to go the places you want to go to, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Notre Dame, schools like that. That's, that's what you're looking at. But you didn't get those opportunities. And I settled for work, gentlemen. My first year out of high school, I worked, and I didn't even know if I would even go to college. First opportunity to go to college was just to go get an education. It wasn't even to play football. It was to go get an education. I had a friend uh, who, who knew the Dean of Students at Walsh University, uh, met the Dean of Students, uh, went over to the Walsh University, enrolled in classes, just to take classes because where we grew up and how we grew up, and like Coach said, he came out to our house, okay? My background is we come from a family that the dynamics was very, very, very distorted and broken. Father was a alcoholic, Vietnam veteran, carried a lot of demons, a lot of demons. And as children, we suffered the consequences of his demons. My mother, she was a type one diabetic, insulin dependent, decline in health, so for us, what that meant was public housing and government income. So those factors wanted me to not want to settle for my environment. At least go to school, get yourself education, get out of it. See, when I was at Walsh University, I was fortunate to be on their very first football team under Coach Jim Dennison. He started this football team. I was able to be part of that football team. And uh, during that experience, yeah, I'm playing football and I'm going to school, but I'm still not understanding me. But during that period of time, I had some good coaches. 
And one coach right now at the University of Akron, Coach Mike Wolford, he was one of them, our defense coordinator. And he referred to me as Iron Man. And he invested a lot of time and a lot of effort in correcting my attitude and correcting my character. Reason I left Walsh University? Yeah, Coach Wolford was working on me. Couldn't handle success very well. You guys right now are in a position of success, so listen to me. Couldn't handle success very well. Earned MVP, first MVP in Walsh University's history of the football program. Defense MVP, earned it. Come the next season, team captain, defensive captain. Ego. We're playing alone. Lose my cool on the field. I lose my cool because there were some things that I said in the camp repository in the interview prior to the Malone game about the rivalry that wasn't appreciated by the Malone players. I was taunted, didn't know how to handle it. I was ejected from the game, kicked off the team. You see, during that period of time that I was kicked off the team, Coach Wolford Wolf reached out to me, sat me down. There was a lot of things that he would plan inside of me. I call it wisdom, football wisdom, life wisdom. Playing inside of me. Told me how to do things. Gave advice how to bounce back. Could have went back to the Washington University football team, but based on some of that wisdom, had to move on. And that's how I ended up at the University of Akron. We're going to continue. Yeah, I. I love this man, and I love the way he's talking. And wait, wait till you hear the rest. Arlen Rashid Color. We are continuing our uh, broadcast of the speech that Arlen Rashid Color, graduate of Glen Oak High School, current uh, director, program director for the Stark County Adult Probation ISB program, father, husband to Letitia, four children, Anaya, Ayana, Christian, and Bryson, and um, a man who has been through the crucible of life and has come out of it much, much stronger in the speech he gave to the young men who were uh, recipients of the awards at this banquet, our WHBC high school football awards banquet this past Thursday. This is his, the end or the second half of his speech. Well, at the University of Akron, like Coach said, I was a walk-on. I walked on in 1997. Walked on. As a transfer, you got to sit out. Can't play. Got to sit out. But I was on a mission because of those seeds planted by Coach Wolford and him telling me of my own potential. And I don't know if Coach remembers this or not, but uh, we had an All-American linebacker by the name of Nate Boyd. So I entered University of Akron as a, as a linebacker, and I actually went up to coach, uh, and Coach Williams was our linebacker coach. This was during camp, and I said, Coach, uh, I'm, 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 I'm having problems seeing over the line. I can't see, so I'm short. Can't see, Coach. I want to play running back. So Coach Paul Mazzano, uh, you know, he knew me and my brother played running back. He gave me that opportunity. So I go to the offensive side of the ball, First thing they do is give me number 45. I had feelings about that. Because we all know the story about Rudy. 
playing me like a Rudy, walking on the team, and they gave me number 45. So what I did with that number 45 is I said, no, what, I'm going to own it. That's what I'm going to do. My very first play, practice University of Akron, is ISO against All-American linebacker Nate Boyd. Prior to breaking the huddle and the ball snapping, I made my mind up, this is my opportunity. Whether I succeed or I fail, I'm giving it 120%. I delivered, fellas, and from that point on, it earned me a full-ride scholarship, University of Akron. Now, when I speak to you, and I know I'm jumping, but for time's sake, and going back to the 1999 story and my ankle, I was hurt because everything that I just shared with you, I went through to get to that point. And I'm thinking, God, God has a plan for me, he has a purpose. And he's blessed me with these opportunities. And some of them I'm blowing. But he's keep giving me these opportunities. Something clicked. Maybe your purpose ain't football. But football is the vessel for your life lessons. Football is the vessel to position you where you need to be, who you need to be, and as a believer, who you need to serve. So fellas, summer of 99, I would ride bikes with crutches, the boot on my foot, to knock out summer classes, to stay on track with my education. We'll do all the workouts necessary to make sure that I didn't lose that scholarship. Whether I played our first game or not, which was at the time was Penn State, number one team in the nation at that time. Whether I played in that game or not, I was destined to stay in school, finish school, because those scar marks from family, misfortune, poverty, couldn't go back. Yeah, I'm 20 minutes up the road, could drive to Canton in 20 minutes, can't go back. So I made sure that I stayed on track. After football season in 1999, earned my bachelor's degree, which opened the doors for me in the field of criminal justice. And the first jobs I had was up in Akron Summit County. And I was given the opportunity at that time to coach, Coach Claude Brown, Akron Bookton. One of my very first players that I coached was a kid by the name of Antonio Pittman out of Akron Bookton. Went on to be a running back at uh, Ohio State University. Pittman had some of my similar issues. Some of my similar issues. And I seen a reflection of myself. And I would talk to this kid every time, and I'll never forget we were out in North Canton, playing North Canton at the time, and there was a strong safety, I don't want to be incorrect, I think his last name was Lukens maybe, but it was a strong safety defensive player they had that was a stud. And I kept telling Pittman, this ain't Akron City, we're in Stark County. This ain't Akron City. The stuff you do in Akron City, you can't do in Stark County. Challenged him with his heart. Pittman had it hard that game. And Ohio State scouts were at that game. But I recall having conversations with him after that point 
of preparation, mentally and physically. Here's what the next level will require of you. Moved on to Ohio State, and this is stories of planting seeds. Moved on to Ohio State, two years after Pittman left, we take Bookdale High School down there for camp, summer camp. While we're at Ohio State, bump in another one of our coaches from Akron University, Greg Gillum, the guy who invited me to Akron University three days before camp started. But while we're down there at the Ohio State University, Gillum comes up, gives me a big hug, and we're talking. Pittman's witnessing that. Gillum has a conversation with Pittman. Oh, this guy coached you. Confirm that the seeds I'm planting are valid. Pittman gets drafted, go to the NFL. My brother Adrian Color is a barber. And at the time, he was coaching NFL players hair up there at Akron at the Radisson whenever they would come in town for the Hall of Fame game. So I go up with him, do some haircuts. We bump into Pittman again. He's with the New Orleans Saints. As we're standing in that lobby, another one of my coaches come up. Hey, Rasheed, how you doing? Give me a big hug. Let's catch up. Who do I see? Pittman. Coach had some words with me. Pittman has asked me, hey, how you know coach, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, coach me. Coach me in the arena league. Validation of the seeds planted. So, fellas, what I'm getting at is this. So, when we look at football, we have to look at the opportunities that we're given. We have to look at how we make the best of those opportunities. How during the game, we experience wins, we experience losses, we experience adversity. We learn how to persevere, overcome. What do we do with all that? When the game ends, do we just hang it all up? Because reality is, is my cleats, the last pair of cleats that I wore, is 500 plus something miles away from here down in Georgia. The last key cleats that I put on my feet is in Georgia. I didn't expect that to happen, but it ended. And that's how it is, the game's gonna end. But when it ends, what do you walk out with, empty-handed? You gain a lot through football, but you also have to understand that you give a lot. You give your blood, you give your sweat, you give your tears. When you get to college, you're giving up your family. I was 20 minutes away, but know what? I wouldn't come home. I only came home for two reasons. If it was a family matter, or if not, holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, but Christmas is high by, gotta go because we got winter condition. So when you leave the game, don't leave empty handed. And now is the time to start understanding how you invest in yourself and invest in your character with the things that you are acquiring through the game of football, the seeds of being planted, because they're parallel to the lessons of life. As I was driving up here from Columbus, got out of my class at 4.30, hit the highway, it's a traffic jam. Worked around a traffic jam, what's next? Get by Mansfield, Ohio, it's a ton of snow. Can't see, it's a whiteout. I'm riding slush, swerving. I actually text coach at a point, hey, about an hour away. Swerving over the road. But I had my vision fixed, man. I had a purpose. I had somewhere I had to be. My vision was fixed. 1480 WHBC, All-Star Banquet, 74th, 2018 class has to hear me. 
something that maybe I can say that can help one of these players. My vision is fixed. Kind of like the game, right? We all start the season, we go to two-a-day camp, we run the gassers, we do all the uh, weightlifting and, 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 and the plays, the, all the extra stuff, films, etc. Take up a lot of your time. But it's all for the purpose of that end goal. We all want that end goal. See your future, fellas. Control your future. Be who you are on the field, off the field. Be who you are on the field, in the classroom, in your community. Be who you are on the field in all you do. Being an all-star is not easy. And it won't ever be easy, just like life. Because your standard is set high right now. And that bar is gonna continue to raise. Like I said earlier, you set yourself a benchmark. And now you have to measure your own progress. Am I staying still? Am I going back? Or am I moving forward? Well, the goal is to move forward. I took the, the word football and I broke it down to have some meaning. Each letter. Football's opportunities often teach boys authentic life lessons. And I say boys because we all enter the game as boys. Caesar planted. For those of us who are wise, turns us into young men and from young men to men. So coach mentioned in 2014 that my family went through some adversity. And Ayana, come up. And so we lost my father first in 2014, battle with cancer. I mentioned my father had demons that he carried with him. He was alcoholic. I wouldn't understand the torment that we would go through. A lot of questions unanswered. A lot of whys still hanging out there. But I got to know my father, I got to know his story. And I got to appreciate who he was because it invested something in me. And once I understood those things, when he passed, I could do nothing but be proud to say, know what, this man gave it all, gave it his all. He gave us what he had, even though he had that shadow that he walked with. He had that adversity and those demons that he carried. But he gave us what he could give us. When my daughter was diagnosed, all I could think about was what just happened to my dad and all the stuff that I just explained. My next question was, God, why? Why us? Why? Why this? Just went over situation we had. Not even done mourning yet. Why? Light bulb clicked on. Put your helmet on, strap it up. Shoulder pads on, strap them up. Yeah, your cleats was in Georgia, put your cleats on. It's time to go. See, it's a certain mentality that we have, fellas, when we enter that field. It's one job to be done. And no matter what is ahead of us, for those of us that's good, we make sure 
that that job is done. I had to be the coach of my team, my family. Had to be the teammate to my wife. Had to be the captain. Had to lead my team the best that I could against all adversity. And we sat on that goal line, had to find a way for us to hold the rope. Find a way for us not to lose. And I can say that everything that I gained and looking at my path with football and those seeds that was planted, along with the other lessons through life and faith in God poured us through. So fellas, as I stand here tonight and I started by saying congratulations, I wanna encourage you and when you walk out of here tonight, understand that there's gonna be a road that you're gonna be traveling. You're gonna come to that why. Some people are gonna go this way, some people go that way. Some of them may be your tightest friends. Worry about you. Worry about your path. Own your platform, have your vision. And success will be yours. Uh, if I'm correct, I believe on the programs there's a poem. And the poem says, up to a point a man's life is shaped by environment, heredity, and movements and changes in the world around him. Then there comes a point in time when it lies within the grass, shaped the clay of his own life, and it's the sort of thing he wishes it to be. Only the weak blame parents, their race, their times, lack of good fortune, or quirks of fate. Everyone has the power to say, this I am today, that I should be tomorrow. The wish, however, must be implemented with deeds. What you do matters. Wish you luck with your futures, gentlemen. And I hope it was something that I was able to say tonight that hopefully somebody can take away. Good luck. Arlen Culler. Arlen Rashid Culler, graduate of Glen Oak High School. He talked about his daughter, Ayana. She had, uh, in 2014, she was diagnosed with stage 4 neuroblastoma cancer. She was a wish kid, and her wish, wishes can happen. Uh, she is now cancer-free. She's an amazing young lady. Um, Arlen and Leticia have done an amazing job with their their young people, their kids, as as has Adrian, his brother, uh, who have both made something of their lives and become incredible men. And I am very grateful that I have been part of his life and that he shared his life with the young men at the banquet. I hope you got something from that. I did not forget. It is contest time, and, and we've got to hurry. We've got to get this in. And you could win a $50 gift card to Bunker Hill Golf Course. I'm going to go to caller number three. What's your name, please? Hello. 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 Who is this? This would be Paul. Paul, how are you? Doing well, sir. Thanks. Good. Paul, I'm going to quickly move through this. Um, you've got the answers, correct? That is correct. All right. Here we go. What year? was the celebration that most commonly considered to be the first Thanksgiving. That year, 1621. You are right. How long did the first Thanksgiving celebration last? 
That would be three days. That would be. Under which president did Thanksgiving become an annual holiday? That would be the great Abraham Lincoln. There you go, Paul. You won a $50 gift card to Bunker Hill Golf Course in Medina. Um, I think you'll enjoy that. It's Kenny, one of Kenny Rhoda's place, many favorite places. I hear him talking about it, yeah, so it sounds way cool. Yeah, good. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to put you on hold, and um, Sh- uh, Sean is going to take all your information, and you could come in this week and pick up your gift card. Excellent. Thanks, Joe. Paul, have a great Thanksgiving and a great weekend. You do the same, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, bye. Bye. All right. We have two minutes. Two minutes I'm going to thank um, Thomas West for coming in on a Saturday. He's a busy man coming in. He always uh, is frank, candid, to the point, um, and a great guy, a great man. I'm, I'm happy that he was reelected. Uh, he is one of those guys that you need to have around. I want to also... Thank Arlen Culler for allowing me to put this, uh, his speech on, for giving his speech, for taking time to hustle up here and speak to the young men. Um, I want to thank Sean. I want to thank Sean for putting this all together and making this all run. I mean, he is amazing. And J. David Rest with the news. Obviously, Dave Sheets. We are going to miss him, uh, love him. I wish him the best going forward. And I want to also take time to wish all of you once again, since I won't talk to you till next Saturday, a very wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you get family together, enjoy being together, and celebrate your togetherness, our togetherness. Um, Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. I will talk to you all next Saturday. From 8 to 11, go Tigers as they take on Winton Woods probably next Friday night. We will be there. WHBC bringing you all the action. Have a great week, everybody. Make something great happen. I'll talk to you next Saturday.